3: The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VCN. It's one of those idiots who believe in
4: analytics. Our number two of a numbers game on a Friday morning. It's Gil Alexander. Glad you could join us. VCN.com, the V-Cen app, Fubo Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and Jeffrey Parlay, producer number five and producer number eight. Stealing two numbers from us. Rover Cleveland of producers, Jeffrey, you and I finally get to talk National Football League. And I believe it's time for Destiny's Child. Isn't it? For the first time this year? Maybe.
2: I'm a survivor.
4: Yes, I had Carolina last week. Or not last week, last night. I, I was debating between the Panthers and the Broncos for Survivor. And I just decided to, I finally just, I had the Panthers in so many teaser legs that I just finally said, I'm like, you know what? Listen, I got the Panthers with the Cardinals. I got the Panthers with the Browns. I have this wacky one talking about uh 2 6.2 team teasers. And then I have a wacky one where I have the Panthers with the the Cardinals, the Browns, the Bills and the Vikings that pays like plus 350. So I I mean I was Panther teaser legged all over the place last night. And so finally my choice on Survivor, I was like, "Well, I'm going to go down. Let me just go down hard with everything." And then what happens and what was ultimately a Panthers 24 to 9 win, where they ended up covering the eight-and-a-half-point spread, the game going way under the total of 43, is that Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. And so I'm like, let me get this straight. I've been on the Steelers and T.J. Watt got hurt. I've been on the Dolphins and Tua got hurt. Um, I've been on the wrong end of a, of a Dalvin Cook fumble in week one against the Bengals and a Damian Harris, Harris fumble late in the Patriots-Dolphins game. And now McCaffrey's going to get hurt and, on a team where I have a, like massive teaser legs and a survivor selection on? My survivor selection? And then J.C. Horn goes down with a broken foot. And both of those were non-contact injuries. Anyway, long story short, the Texans might just be so bad that it does not matter that all of those things happen. The Panthers were able to win anyway and go to 3-0. So there's a few observations from this game, Jeff, and and only a few, really, because I don't really know what else much to say than the Texans are just really bad at football now that Terod Taylor is not the quarterback. One, I think we can all agree the most impressive thing and the biggest takeaway from this game is that Davis Mills' neck is impressive. And when David Cully goes to just to embrace him and and cuddle his neck, even with a helmet on, he can get both of his hands on his neck. That's the biggest takeaway. Uh, But there were two things. One, the, the announcers were gushing about Davis Mills' performance and in some respects, okay, I'm, I'm with it because, you know, it was a first-time starter, a third-round draft pick who was on a short week for his first start ever. So in that respect, okay, I don't mind it so much because Davis Mills ends up going uh, 19 for 28, 168 yards, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times. So good for him. And Brandon Cooks is a legitimate NFL player who can beat you. But the gushing about Sam Darnold last night, you talk about this for a second. Sam Darnold ends up 23 of 34 for 304. No touchdowns, no picks. And if you were to, to hear bits of the commentary on it, you would have thought he was like Joe Montana and Dan Marino rolled in one. I'm like, what are y'all watching? And he was good. I even have a buddy who said, oh, it's the best Sam Darnold game I've ever seen. But here's the thing that NFL betters just don't process. He fumbled twice. And the Panthers landed on it twice. So maybe more than the McCaffrey injury and the J.C. Horn injury, more than those, it's the fact that we just had fumble luck that saved us as Panthers bettors and as Panthers survivor players. I mean, isn't that the thing that bettors just don't process afterwards, Jeff?
5: Well, uh, last night was a very good night for uh, for some interesting takes on the, uh, on the tweet machine with uh, betting Twitter. Uh, you, you touched on it in the open of the show of the Appalachian State-Marshall game yep. where there were way too many people who are on Appalachian State complaining that they got a bad result, which was, no, you didn't. Yeah. You would have gotten a very lucky win if you were never Appalachian, State, yeah, no, yeah. Appalachian State was covering that game for a grand total of zero seconds yeah. last night. Yeah. Marshall was the right side through and through. Uh, it was not a bad beat of you at Appalachian State because the running back didn't go into the end zone, which, by the way, Great coaching on both sides by both Marshall sides. allowing that allowing the runner to score and then the runner to not actually say, I'm going to just fall down and win the game and make sure that, that That's why I win. led the
4: show with it. I just want yeah, to applaud both coaches. 100% yeah.
5: good by everyone. On this Panther-Texan game last night, first off, I, I thought Davis Mills looked like a rookie. He looked like a rookie behind a bad offensive line. Yeah, it
4: could have re- been worse, I guess. It, right? Yes,
5: he didn't turn the ball over, which was pretty impressive against that Carolina defense, which their front seven is awesome. Burns... And Shaq Thompson, who uh, it feels like he's been in the league for a minute and it's year (laughs) seven now for Shaq Thompson out of Washington. Um, But that front seven's awesome. Uh, But with the Darnold gushing, it's so interesting to me. Again, obviously, I watched every single one of his snaps his first three years. Lucky you. Um, He looks different because he's more confident than he ever was. He's in an NFL offense as opposed to whatever the heck Adam Gase was putting out there for two seasons. But the one thing with Carolina's offense, and it's going to be very interesting to see with McCaffrey out now, and he played well with McCaffrey out for a half, but I think that had more to do with Houston's defense is really horrible. How does Darnold adjust without having the best weapon in the NFL out there just about in McCaffrey? Uh, Last night, DJ Moore got hurt late in the game as well. But there were a lot of empty calorie plays in that offense for Carolina where – those numbers probably, at least passing yardage-wise, not quite as good as it showed for him. Um And the fumble luck. If, the fumble if, luck. If, if if the fumble luck at the end of the half, if Houston recovers, oh. Houston is leading that game at halftime yeah. despite playing as ugly of a half as we're going to see all year in the NFL.
4: Yeah, it was it was brutal to watch. You're right. They could have gone up 9-7. They missed the extra point. They kept them behind 7-6, and that would have been a, a field goal at the end. The first one would have beaten them up even worse. So it's the fumble luck. And this is why you always have to be honest. So even though we hit Carolina, those of us who had teaser legs, those of us who had him in Survivor, those of you who had him against the spread, even though the Panthers hit that, you have to acknowledge how fortunate that was, especially given the injuries and just the fact that the one thing that the handicap was 100% right about is that without Terod Taylor, the Texans are just bad. They are bad, man. And David Cully needs to be shouted out. Needs to be shouted out. The score is still 7-6 to six in the third quarter, and it's a fourth and four at the Carolina 39-yard line. You're the Houston Texans, and you're trailing by a point. And David Cully's okay with the punt there. And again, I heard announ- announcers on the radio, they're like, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good play. I think it's a good move. But, that changed everything to me at that point. Like, I thought I was like, we're going to lose this. Panthers going to lose this football game. And then when he decided to punt that, five minutes later, Carolina's scoring it. It's 14-6, to six, and all of a sudden, the entire complexion of that football game had changed. So again, the guy who, uh, who doesn't believe in analytics, remember there's monolith, and apparently there are analysts as well in the world of David Culley. That, more than anything, was the assist of all assists needed for the Panthers to get there last night. Bumble luck in that didn't matter that there were two injuries to ma- to major players. That's how bad the Texans. Are.
5: One one thing on Houston though, mm-hmm. I want I want I want to at least praise Brandon Cooks is still good.
4: I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah he's the yeah, one guy that I, could I, be here
5: because Brandon Brandon Cooks should not be on that team anymore. He should get someone should try to trade for Brandon Cooks so he's on team five in about seven years in the NFL. <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, then the other thing that looms over this, and we didn't even mention this, because there's really no reason to mention it, but it's the Deshaun Watson situation. Are we ever going to get some kind of resolution on this, or some sort of decision? Either way, he's just going to sit there and 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 rot on the bench. He's not going to play for the Texans. They're not going to trade him. No other team is gonna is gonna get, and nothing else off the field is getting resolved either. The NFL is going to chime in at some point you would think otherwise we're just in this weird state of purgatory. All right, circa millions. So Survivor, I'm through. I have, uh, you know, who knows? Now, what is your guess as to how many people picked the Panthers? Because I would have no clue. But I'm going to guess if there's, because they're still north of 3,000 entries. Started out with 4,080. We're still north of 3,000 entries in circa Survivor. What would you guess? A quarter of the pool? A third? I think it's a
5: lot. I think it's going to be more than we realize.
4: Oh, I think so, too. I
5: I would say it's probably closer to a third than a quarter.
4: I would guess that, too. Because Denver... I'm going to guess a third.
5: It'll be interesting to see if it ends up being Denver's the number one consensus play in Survivor or Carolina being the number one
4: consensus Those were my two choices in the end. Because of the Circa Survivor quirks of Thanksgiving and Christmas... Your instinct to play the Cardinals or the Browns was muted because of that. I had no problem playing the Packers last week, I should point out, because I don't think I would play them anyway in those very short, quirky Thanksgiving Christmas uh factors of, of Survivor. But that I, I think you're right. I think those are the two. Those are the two that I ultimately chose between Panthers and the Broncos. I went with the Panthers. Happy to get through. Boy, oh boy. I'm so thrilled to have the Packers in my rear view and the Panthers in my rear view. You have no idea in Survivor. But that's what makes this game so much fun because of the uh the thinking. All right, Circa Millions, where uh Jeff, you have a you have an entry with the great Wes Reynolds, who was kind enough to join us on the megapod yesterday. By the way, the megapod was just, <laughs> just a blast yesterday and featured a Wes Reynolds imitation of Jeff Parlay. You caught it as well. What what do you give him? What's the grade on that?
5: Uh, it's, it's probably a four out of 10. Oh. It's too much Godfried, Too much Gilbert Godfried in there.
4: You thought he he put a little too much Gilbert Gottfried much in his imitation? Too much Okay. Too much. I thought it was wonderful.
5: It, it, was, it was very funny because it came, I, 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 I wasn't anticipating <laughs> it. And then it, it just showed up and it was, it was, it was very funny
4: though. It was hilarious. Okay. So maybe later you'll come on the, on the Megapod. And maybe you can imitate Wes also. Uh, Wes was great. We were thrilled to have him. Mikey, Mike Palm, Todd Wishnev, and I. So you have your Circa Millions entry. I have mine. As we go to break here, because we'll give what we what we think we're picking right after the break. But are you feeling confident or not confident at all? Just let's answer In that. This
5: week? Yes. Not confident at all.
4: <laughs> I, I'm i way too confident. That terrifies me. I think I like three a lot. We'll get to that next on a numbers game at Visa, Sports betting network.
3: Gil Alexander on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSEN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSEN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSEN has to offer for only $22 per month. That's just $22. $22 per month. Well worth it. Sign up now at VSEN.com slash subscribe. It is a numbers game. It's brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Skill Alexander and Jeffrey Parlay. Ryder's Cup, uh, Ryder Cup, rather, update. I don't know why I went plural there. Ryder Cup update, um, three out of four going the Americans' way here in the early session. Can'tland Shoffley, four up on McElroy and Poulter through ten. Although, did McElroy and Poulter just get a, get a hole back? Might that go to three? Maybe I'm not updated. Either way, Can'tland Shoffley, rolling. Kepka and Berger, uh, Westwood and Fitzpatrick had gotten into a tie with them, but Kepka and Berger are now both up two. Uh, they're up two up now again. They're two up through 12. And then DJ and Murakawa, two up through 13 over Casey and Hovland. The only one again that Team Europe is winning. Ram and Garcia two up on JT and Jordan Spieth. And we all know that's because they made him put out a two-footer. Don't do that. We would have been 4-0. and Be nice. Be respectful. It's a gentleman's board. He's Sergio Garcia. He's the all-time leader in this tournament. Just concede—that's the reason. I think that's science, Jeff. Yes? No?
5: Oh, I think that's fair. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's, that's fair.
4: fair. So it's it's alternating shots this morning and it's best ball basically this afternoon. Yeah. So
5: it's uh, it is, they call this the foursomes here. It's it's yeah. alternate shot is the easy way to put it. And then the four ball in the afternoon, which basically you're playing your best team score uh, on each hole. Um and, and look, match plays a whole lot of fun.
4: Yeah, man. Yeah, did really you bet, did you bet this at all? Because I, I full yeah, so I, I, I I have.
5: I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my my morning play, which was I took a I took a shot on Westwood and Fitzpatrick against mm-hmm. Berger and Kepka. Uh, Daniel Berger's been awesome this morning. He's been the better of the. Uh, he's been the best player in that match. Uh, it looks like they're gonna win. I took a piece of Europe plus two forty five, uh. which was just such a. Which is such a gigantic number that it was just too much. <laughs> Did to you pass. shower afterwards? Did yeah, you? It is what it
4: is. I hear you.
5: It is what it is. And then I took uh, Sergio to be the top European point getter in this, yep. which is never a bad bet. It was twelve to one at uh at the Super Bowl.
4: No, you're 100 percent right though. The the price on Team Europe got so ridiculous that you almost had to play it. Although right now they're getting the uh the worst of it early though at the Ryder Cup. Okay, uh, our circa million three entries. And you and Wes are what now through two weeks? Seven and three? Good Correct. For, good for you guys. Good start. Um, the imitation, by the way, of the Megapod, which is available in the Beating the Book feed, wherever uh, podcasts are available, was because Wes was anticipating saying that he wants to take the Jets and that you would object. That's what precipitated the imitation. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's what it was. And so... Um, How do you feel about that if he comes to you and says, I want to take the Jets, and I believe in Circa Million, this is the thing with these static numbers for these contests, is that sometimes they're shaded one way or the other. Uh, It was only 10. I don't have the screen up. but I think the Broncos were only favored by 10. So the Jets plus 10. If he comes to you with that, you will say what?
5: I will probably be in a scenario, because the way this has worked out for us is usually we, we each send each other a list on Thursday. I usually have about seven games. On that list of, okay, I'll consider this. But I'm willing to listen to other, other games if you can make a good case. This will probably be one of those where it was not on my list, but if Wes makes a good enough case, it very easily could end up. Yeah.
4: And on primetime action, where it's me and Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin, uh, if you missed how we do it, oh, someone just put it uh, out of bounds. Was that Sergio? Nope.
5: Matthew Fitzpatrick. Matthew
4: Fitzpatrick. He had his head turned and then he turned in. Um, okay, so... The way we do it on primetime action is we each do five picks just for ourselves. Then we put them in the mix. If we match three ways, that's an automatic pick. If two of us match, the third person would have to raise a pretty strong objection for it not to be in. And then we debate the singles, if you will. And again, the quirk being that each of us has for the entire football season, two vetoes where we can just say, no, not on my dead, but not over my, what's the expression? Not over my dead body. Um, Not on your life two vetoes that we can use during the season, and then two which we can ram through Congress, one that we feel so strongly about that no matter if the two other people object, we can uh, just get it home. All of us have agreed none of us are using any of those this week because we just don't feel strongly enough about anything. Now, I did not use Carolina in millions yesterday. So while I had them in teasers and Survivor, I did not lay the points. These are the three that I really feel strongly about, and these are the three that go back to really guessing lines on Monday. One, one, I just Arizona seems too low to me. Seven and a half points on the road just against the Jaguars appears to be way low to me. I guessed ten and a half. You can mock me for my guess, but I just think it should be closer to that than seven and a half. So the Cardinals are one of my plays that I'm definitely gonna submit because um, I have my personal entry too, which is you know if I knew how to if I knew how to suck on purpose I could get a booby prize, but I can't do that either. Uh, Cardinals minus 7.5, I definitely like. I also like the Chargers getting the 6.5, though there is a Joey Bosa issue here now. So I don't know, ultimately, if I like that as much as I did two or three days ago. And then the third one is, I'm curious how you feel about this, I like the Patriots laying the points against Jameis Winston and the Saints, minus 3. I was worried this was going to show up at like some wacky minus 3.5 they were going to put in or something, but it is minus 3. Give me Bill Belichick against Jameis Winston. Thank you.
5: That was on the list of do not touch for me because I I think New Orleans defense just showed poorly last week against Carolina. I think that defense is closer to what they were week one against Green Bay than what they were against Carolina and Mac Jones. It's not a big task to be the best rookie quarterback through two weeks because all the other rookies have been pretty bad. So I want to see Mac Jones against a, a good defense in New Orleans. Uh, if you made me play it, I probably would take your side. But that's going to be a stay off this week. This is a very easy week for let's throw a few games out of. We cannot take this. We can't take Indianapolis, Tennessee, because we don't know who's playing quarterback for Indianapolis. Even though that number is bigger at five and a, a, a game
4: half. Game time decision.
5: We can't take Baltimore because Lamar Jackson may have hurt himself on the backflip.
4: Yeah, you will notice that I didn't include the Ravens in any of those Panthers teasers.
5: Yeah, uh, they're also. Uh, there also is a report that is, there was is an unnamed player tested positive for COVID this morning in Baltimore, so we don't know who it is. And again, if there's a COVID-positive test in Baltimore, there has to be a worry, even though he has tested positive twice already. Twice it, already. Of Lamar, because we know he's not vaccinated.
4: Still doing his research, Jeff.
5: Yeah, so we have that has to be a concern. I want to go to that Charger Chief game for a second. Yeah. Because... The Chiefs are 0-2 against the number. The Chiefs very easily could be 0-2. They could also very easily be 2-0. They could also be 1-1 with the results swapped. The Chargers should have won last week. Yep. That was the wrong result, what happened in that game. The Chargers were clearly better, but they kept shooting themselves in the foot with turnovers in the red zone. And Tony Carrente's crew was completely out of control in that game. That was ridiculous. Six and a half feels like too much, but it goes back to what it was in Week One for me, where Cleveland looked like the right side going into that game. But do you really want to bet against Patrick Mahomes at home, especially coming off a loss? You know, I say that, it was a loss that was a pretty bad loss. I'll, for
4: Kansas I'll answer State. that. You know, I, I you think that every week, and then the Chiefs don't cover. Right. <laughs> so you know yeah, that's my instinct, but it not doesn't happen in actuality. Oh, uh, let me just a- ask you the the final questions on the megapod because this is part of this exercise as well. What's the game, and maybe you have answered this already. What's the game that you would want no part of? The one game, just pick one, where you would be the ultimate throwout? Maybe you've mentioned already. For me, it would be the Falcons and the Giants. Like I tell me what's happening in that game. I, you got to be kidding me how how anybody would wrap their arms around that game? Giants minus three. So that's, that's my first throwout. Your first throwout would be the Colts, the Colts and the Titans?
5: I, I would throw out Colts and Titans because I don't know who's playing quarterback. If I know who's playing quarterback, then it's a little bit different. But I'm with you. How can you bet the Giants in the Falcons game?
4: I don't know. They both stink. And then Pellicero, we started the show yesterday with Tom Pellicero tweet from NFL Network who said, it's actually Brett Hundley who's getting more snaps than Jacob Eason is in practice. So if Carson Wentz can't go... Don't assume that it's going to be Jacob Eason, or as Matt Brown, my co-host on <laughs> Primetime Action, said last night, the Colts clearly hate Jacob Eason. Last question. Here are the biggest favorites on the board. Broncos by 10 hosting the Jets. Ravens at the Lions. They're favored by 8. Then we have uh, the Browns hosting the Bears. That's minus 7.5. Cardinals minus 7.5 at the Jaguars. The Bills and the Chiefs are at 7. Let, let's throw out the Chiefs at the bottom. Let's not include that one from this question. What's the biggest favorite... Or maybe I will include the Chiefs. What's the big favorite most likely to lose outright in your opinion?
5: Buffalo. Wow. Yeah.
4: This is more because You and Drew Dinsick.
5: I don't think the Jets have a shot of going on the road and winning that game in Denver. If Baltimore's all, if Lamar plays, Baltimore's not losing that game. Justin Fields and and Cle- Chicago not going on the road and beating Cleveland. Arizona I think is going to destroy Jacksonville. I do too. I do too. Think it's going to be a beat down. And I just don't see Kansas City losing two in a row. So by process of elimination, I land on Washington because that Buffalo that, that Buffalo team's not right. And yeah. even though Washington has had all sorts of defensive issues to begin this year, something is wrong with the Bills. So it wouldn't stun me if Washington goes in there and wins that game.
4: Hey, man, lifelong uh, woofed fan. I don't see it, but apparently you're not alone in thinking that. We shall see. Vinny Maliulo next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Today's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod comes from Arlington Park, where General Manager Tony Petrillo discusses tomorrow's final race card in the track's 94-year history. Trainer Robertino Diodoro talks about keep me in mind's bid to pull off an upset in tomorrow's $1 million Pennsylvania Derby. What do you know about Robertino Diodoro, Vin? We'll get to that momentarily. Rampart Casino Sportsbook Director Dwayne Colucci handicaps weekend races. Kaluch. Subscribe at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it now at slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod, sponsored by First Pet. Skill Alexander, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, at this time of the weekly Slow Jam with Vinny. The dulcet, slow jamming tones of one Vinny Maolio, everybody. How you doing, Vinny? What do you say, Gil? I can't.
3: I can't help but notice your uh, <laughs> my Jimmy Vaccaro look. What are you trying to? You think
4: you're Jimmy Vaccaro or
3: something? What are you? Well, what are you wearing if here? You notice, yeah, South Point four hundred. Uh huh. This, this weekend, weekend here. Uh, here in Las Vegas, I, and, co- I uh, couldn't help but notice walking but you, through the casino. So uh, that there were no tribesmen here. Well, by the way, no, all, all the tribesmen with uh, Flatter. Yeah, uh, clearly. Yes, I think he's down on Mulberry Street for the San Gennaro feast. Uh, that's where he did this week's uh, podcast. Oh, did he? It looks like it. Look at the names. So, oh, I mean, come man. on. Um, you're, no. you're going to, you're going to I mean, South head Point Head out to it. the uh, uh, to the track. So it's a three-day event, you know, because you, you, you've got the trucks. You, uh, you have a truck race, Xfinity race, and, of course, Sunday, the uh, the South Point 400, sure. Gil, which sure. uh, South Point here uh, has sponsored for the last several years. So there'll be a, a betting seminar this afternoon at about 1 o'clock mm-hmm. out there, which I'll be uh, taking part in... Oh, and wait, then, so, uh,
4: that's, that's interesting. So a yeah. betting seminar at mm-hmm. the racetrack.
3: Yeah. So what's interesting, Gil, and I, I have to tell you, and you and I have chatted uh, uh, several times about uh, the evolution of NASCAR and NASCAR wagering, mm-hmm. uh, in particular, here in, in Las Vegas. Um, NASCAR fans are as loyal and as knowledgeable as any sports fans I've, I've seen. Uh, you know, People will say, Vinny, you know, some surprises mm-hmm. over the years. Uh, certainly, when the first NASCAR race was here back in the uh, the 90s, and uh, I think it was the Pennzoil 400, and folks come up, and they're so knowledgeable. So, you know, oftentimes, Gil, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about today, uh, obviously, you, you, you've got NFL fans that are immersed in the NFL, baseball, college football. NASCAR fans—they follow not just only the drivers; they follow the teams, the ownership, yeah. Pit crews—they'll tell you about about pit crews and equipment changes and things like that. The difference between certain tracks and how the surface change varies. Yeah. So I would, have, you know, Jeff Coleandro, who's mm-hmm. yes. a frequent NASCAR yes. guest on this
4: show, before his appearances on Fridays, I would have to prep because you know I'm not a NASCAR guy. This mm-hmm. just in, by the way. So I would actually like do Mm-hmm. Some some standard research every eve of a Cole yeah. Andrew appearance, and I was I'm always fascinated by stuff that that is not relatable to me, right? Mm-hmm. Because you learn this exactly right. Sure. You learn about these you're like the culture of oh Team Penske versus uh, Hendrix, right? Yeah. The the fact that this is a you know this track as you just said is different. I found that endlessly fascinating, yeah. even though you know it's foreign to me. But the fact that they're so rabid about these things. Oh. Is you almost get wrapped up in their passion for
3: it, and you want to take it's just like everything else. You want to solicit uh, and absorb respected opinions. Obviously, we have a great resource here. It's, I mean, Brendan Gaughan, what better resource? Right. A, for, a former driver, uh, just recent, you know, retired le- after last season. Um, but Jeff Colliandro you mentioned uh, it's so many people, and and frankly, we, we you know. The uh, in the early years we booked two two auto races a year, mm-hmm. and one of them was it was it was the Indy 500, and it was the uh, Daytona 500. And you know once we started to expand the, the betting menu, particularly for NASCAR, with head-to-head matchups and things like that, we we got we got crushed. We got beat up pretty good, and it, it took uh, you know you you can, and you can't be so prideful that you don't want to listen and solicit. Respected opinions if you're going to do it, so there's a lot of new operators out there, and we always try to educate not only betters but I, I, I think with the expansion of the, the industry around the country, if folks want to listen uh, to those of us here at Visa and those of us that have been you know on the other side of the counter for a number of years, uh, a couple things you know you, you, you know a lot, you, you, but you, you don't know everything you're never going to know everything and, and but get some respected opinions if you're going to do it for football. Or for baseball, for hockey, basketball. Do it for uh, some of the uh, some you know for golf, for NASCAR.
4: Yeah, uh, it it's, it it deserves to be stated. It deserves we, we we often stated, but then probably not enough. That because Jeff and I had this conversation off air because you know we're betting everyone's as you said immersed in the NFL and immersed in football and you know betting on the Panthers last night and McCaffrey goes down and I'm thinking to myself true. again yeah I have now bet on five different games were either like the key player of the mm-hmm. team I'm backing went down mid-game or like I had a fumble go against me late. And then I say to myself, I go, why am I doing this? Like, again, I'm betting four random tennis tournaments around the world to great success. Right? You're talking about NASCAR. I know, I know people who are betting the WNBA sure. to oh, great yeah. success. Some
3: very respected opinions and in the WNBA. So, yeah. so it
4: really is, yeah. I mean, and listen, we – we're also too close to the sun. So we always have to acknowledge that there's a huge percentage of people who just are doing this for entertainment. And if you're just doing this for entertainment, God bless you. I'm, I'm not sure. saying anything that there's mm-hmm. anything wrong with that. But if you are doing it to make money long term, right. betting something like NASCAR or learning something to the extent in NASCAR, getting into the to the uh, nuts and bolts of it, no pun intended, uh, is, is really the... The way to go. It doesn't have to be NASCAR, but it is one sport that you might gravitate
3: towards. Great, great point, Gil. And and again, uh, I, I love your point about you may bet. Excuse me, you may not. I, to me, so part of my presentation today, there's going to be a lot of novice fans out there um, because NASCAR fans they travel and they get yeah. here days ahead of time. So there are folks out there on the, that have been camped out. Uh, for a couple of days now, and they're they're there. Is this outdoors? Is that the race a, track? This will be outdoors in a in a pavilion. In a, uh, I almost a, want to go to this open what time air is this? pavilion. It's at one o'clock today, and then oh. there'll be a, a meet and greet uh, uh, at the uh, at the South Point uh, Suite uh, for the, for tonight's race. So it's it's a lot of fun. You know, we had the we had two weeks ago yeah. uh, with Brent Musburger in the, the showroom here. Yes. Uh, the the football betting seminar. So it's a similar situation. Again, I tell folks all the time. Um, you know, to kind of break down the barriers, it's still somewhat intimidating sometimes for folks. So uh, this is what all these numbers mean. It's not yeah. just the name. What do these numbers to the left mean? What do they mean on the right? This is like when you walk around a casino yeah. and you're at the wee hours. Let's say you were doing something mm-hmm.
4: in Vegas, you know, late night. And uh, you walk by and you see this little sign on the craps table. Oh, tomorrow, uh, it's craps tutorial, 10 a.m.
3: Yeah. This is like the NASCAR equivalent. Of yeah, and, and, and you just, you know, I tell people, look, if you if you so choose to enhance your entertainment experience by being here and you want to make a wager do it. If you don't that's fine too but you may, you know, think about it later as you follow uh the the how the betting goes because it's a bet, you know, this is our biggest betting menu obviously, it's our race, you know. So there's group betting, uh there's uh, propositions on which uh a manufacturer will have uh will win the race things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course, and of course you can bet who who you think is going to win a race and things like that. But uh, you want it to be educational for folks, and stay within your means too. Don't just of course. You know, go, don't don't do it to you know to say, well, this is it. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna hit the lottery here. You, you, you're not. I tell people all the time, you're not. <laughs> you're not. You know? And then when it's they the say, to me, "So if after all of this, you know <laughs> who's going to win the race?" Well, if I knew, yeah. I I wouldn't be here doing this seminar. <laughs> so who, who is at the seminar besides you? Is it Brendan it's, gone? Uh, Brendan will be out there as well. Uh-huh. Uh, I I do the Summer, and then uh, there, there's meet and greets out there. Oh, um, you're doing it solo. I'm, I'm going to do the. This is a Mayolio production. Uh, yes, I mean any Maolio Productions. And uh, this is how you know you've made it, too, yeah. Gil, if you've been to the coffee shop here at the South Point. You know, if 43 years in the industry, you say, God, maybe one day I'll be on the marquee or maybe uh, on a banner. <laughs> when you're on the placemat in the, in the coffee shop, yeah. and, you know <laughs> – that appearing appearing tonight, you know you've made it when that ketchup and mustard are sitting on you, your face. You've made it fifty yards more famous than me because
4: I always say I go, I'm sportsbook famous. By the time I get to the buffet, nobody <laughs> so, nobody knows. So, who I am.
3: Yeah, you're cutting me. You're, you're cutting ahead of <laughs> you're me you're here. in line, buddy. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun and uh, happy to you know represent the, the property and uh, it, it, it's going to be enjoyable. And uh, again, I, I'll learn something out, out there for the next race. Yes. And, uh, you know, wherever, wherever, uh, you know, wherever we go with it. The other thing about NASCAR betting,
4: not to shift away from yeah, the South no. Point, but it is, as, as Jeff Coleander and I used to talk about, you can find, when you shop around NASCAR numbers, they are about the widest variance of numbers oh. you will find, like in head-to-heads heading into a, a race. It's amazing how different the numbers
3: it's can Good be. point. It's, it's like everything else, Gil. And again, sure, we you know, want folks to bet here, but shop around. Yeah. Because here's the thing, if you encourage people to shop around, they're going to they're going to do something at your property mm-hmm. because if they're at your property if they're on your or if they're on your app whatever the case may be they're going to feel like there's a user friendliness to it that that's that's fair so you know yeah do we have the best price on I mean, every? no there may be a better price on a particular driver we'll have better prices somebody else will but by all means absolutely shop. all right vinny maliulo everybody that's how you
4: actually pronounce his name who still hasn't taken me to the italian american
3: What's the name of that place? The Italian American. The Italian American Club. Yeah, you know, doesn't take. You'll time. get there. Don't worry. I'm
4: saving it for a very he's special occasion. Like, he's like, you'll get there, don't <laughs> you? <laughs> with me, you won't. You'll get there. Uh, we'll talk NFL with Vinnie next on a number game at beast of the sports betting network.
3: This is V Sin,
6: from BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast. The numbers
4: game with Alexander on VZX eSports betting. Okay, we can order at BetMDM. King of the Weekend is a free-to-play challenge where you can win up to $50,000 for correctly picking the highest-scoring pro football teams during the weekend. Simply log into your account and find the King of the Weekend contest in your promotion section. Then the six teams you think will score the most points from the selected games. $1,000 will go to the top every week. If you guess all six in the right order, the grand prize of $50,000 could be yours. Plus, hundreds of dollars in free bets will be awarded to players who come close to a perfect score. Go to your account and grab the King of the Weekend Free-to-Play game. New to BetMGM, download the app and make weekend football even better. Only at BetMGM, the King Sports, folks, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Let's gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at the Book. So many tweets. Um... This is, she flows sixty five as Skykeeper. Do I sense a man crush on one soda for me, perhaps, I don't blame you. I have a plus sixty seven hundred on him as well. Man crush, cash crush, cash crush. Yeah, uh, Mickey Baca, my power rankings for twenty twenty one. Todd Wishnev's Miami Dolphin song, which can be found on the Beating the Book podcast weekly. Sadly. Gil calls for Beyonce's I'm a Survivor. It's number two. Number three, Mikey, Mike Palm, and Todd Wishnev fighting over the consensus line on the Megapod. And number four, Jeff Parlay returning as the Grover Cleveland of Producers. The NFL is back, baby. That's what he takes from all of that. Thank you, Mickey Baca. Uh, this is from Frank Stein. Hearing from some inside sources that Gil will be waving the checkered flag at the South Point 400.
3: Oh, Gil. No. There'll be some me. surprises this weekend. They didn't call me. They um, didn't call me.
4: No. That Not wasn't yet. top on their list. Well, Tom, we
3: still have Sunday. We
4: have forty-eight hours, so yeah. If they call me; I'll still be like. answer your phone. I'll still be like, "Wait, is there football on while this is going on?" <laughs> Tom from Pittsburgh, uh, being this season's NFL injury whisperer that you are, could you uh, could you add the Bengals to your to your bet slip for this yinzer? <laughs> hashtag Renegade on repeat? Uh, yeah, I just been every game
3: I bet. Those, so, like the so major player gets hurt, really. Yeah, it, every first three. So it happened last night again. You had I had the Panthers. I Had the Panthers.
4: The Texans are so bad that it survived the, the not only not only the McCaffrey injury, but also the Horn injury. By the way, that broken foot. How did he break his foot on that? Like he's just no. he's just backpedaling, and his foot just gets caught in that turf, and his foot is broken. Man, he, he's probably, he might be out for the season. He might be the poor I mean, guy. Takes a couple of months, better better than it being an Achilles. I'll say that. Um, but, yeah, I had uh, Steelers, T.J. Watt. I had uh, Tua. I mean, who knows if any of these still get home? I can't plus,
3: prove What else do you have this week? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what this guy's saying. He's like, could you
4: uh, bet on this team so they can have an injury? <laughs> um, okay, speaking of the NFL yes, sir. and college football, here's been the thing. If you've just if you've never tuned in before and you're like, um, South Point, tip of the strip, uh, Michael Gons, Shangri-La here at, on South Las Vegas Boulevard. But over the years, you famously have told us, as has Chrissy, as has Jimmy, that college football has become just as big as pro football at your oh, shop. Is that still the case
3: this no, year? No question, Gil. That uh, and again, just to uh, summarize it, uh, when we got into the business uh, back in the uh, in the late seventies and through the eighties, uh, college football, uh, the NFL was probably a four to one, five to one handle ratio to to college. In recent years. College and pro are now. Let's remember this in Nevada about five billion a billion dollar year industry handle wise, and probably about fifty five percent of that is is football, and football college and pro are about equal in terms Jeez. of their handle now. It's amazing. Now what's contributed to that obviously is the increased TV, uh, the excitement of. Uh, college football is a lot more games. So many more games, and right. and we book so many more games. Yeah. And frankly, we put them up earlier. You know, there was a time, Gil, back then, when we didn't put up college until midweek. I mean, I think if you put up college on Tuesdays back in, you know, nineteen seventy nine, right. that was early. Yeah, or you're really <laughs> stepping out a bit early. You know, so uh, uh, so things have changed. And again, the playoff has added to it. And uh, again, the playoff games, yeah, college, the college. Playoff games are as big as NFL playoff games in terms of betting interest and handle. Yeah, people were still
4: betting Elvis Peacock on a Tuesday in 1979. Oh yeah, if sure. they if
3: they had an, yeah. Uh, yeah, if they had an inclination,
4: that was shout out to Elvis Peacock <laughs> by the way. That's a good if you had that on the show, caches. Um, okay, so let's take a game like last night though. Yeah, in the NFL because we had a Johnny Avello on on primetime action. I don't know if you guys have met before, but I should introduce you. You're really nice You keep guy. saying that, Gilbert. Yeah. Well, as soon as, the, as soon as you take me to the Italian-American club, maybe we'll introduce maybe you to we'll Maybe we'll go together. Maybe Johnny and I both take you There you today. go. So I asked Johnny from DraftKings, yeah. John, gentleman Johnny Avello, what was your handle on this, let's face it, not the sexiest NFL matchup right. you could find between the Panthers and the Texans, a a o Thursday night week three game. And he was honest about it. He was like, yeah, you know. It was, you know, it's the NFL, so it's always going to be okay, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't
3: comparable to anything else, really, that we've had so far. Is kind of the same thing. Yeah, here. But, but let's remember that here's what's important. I'm sure Johnny uh, would agree to this, and and I want to say they're in, I believe, in about 20, at least 20 different jurisdictions now. So, yeah. you know, just, you know, tremendous amount of interest. The fact that this was a primetime game and a standalone game, Gil, as opposed to being, let's say, even if it was a a, a ten a.m. Pacific or a one p.m. Pacific game on Sunday, I, I'm going to say that the handle on this game yesterday was five to eight times what it would be, because, because it was a because yeah. it, it was Thursday night. Yeah, because if it's lost at ten a.m. It, if it's if it's in the in the rotation on Sunday, yeah. you know, it's you know, it, it, it's not as as sexy a game. I mm-hmm. mean, people are going to certainly the Panthers are going to be. Uh, even if it was on Sunday, and like last night, um, Panthers are in a lot of teasers. Well, that's so that, that, that jump-started the teasers for the weekend. So that's what I was going to ask you yeah. next. Mm-hmm. Do, I'm
4: sure you guys check your teaser uh, handle, your teaser, sure. you know, just inventory on a mm-hmm. weekly basis. This week must you must be teasered. Up the wazoo with the with all these possible legs.
3: Oh, you 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 identify you, you know part of line making. I, I'm sure Chrissy when he when, when he's here on Monday starts you know he'll talk about that. When you're putting up putting up numbers, you can identify going into the week which which games are going to jumpstart, which are, are going to be teased. Right, yeah. you, you know that anymore. Mm-hmm. And certainly last night was a clear example of that. And it was not you know oh it's it's the Panthers. Well I'm going to you know especially early. So the Pan- look the Panthers. We opened them seven. Got as high as nine. And then close at eight and a half. So early on, you know, anybody involved with te- professional, uh, teaser, professional teaser betters, if you will, or professionals that, that would bet teasers, um, they they bet them at, at at seven. They bet them at at eight, even I, right I to come you, I, down. I, I'm and like so,
4: four. I'm, I have them in four different teasers. Well, there you go. So and, and the thing about it, you made the point though that they were Thursday. So that is sort of. In one way, the appealing part of it sure. too, because you'll know very quickly if you're alive for a big weekend, exactly. or if you're, you're going to have a exactly. terrible weekend,
3: no question. Gil. And, it, and it'll go right to look. You know, uh, you know, the, the Niners game, the Sunday night game, right? The prime, prime time games are always going to be involved in, 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 in heavy wagering. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're going to identify uh, which games are, are going to be, uh, you know, teaser-related. We saw it in, on the, open, the very first game of the season, right? With the Cowboys in Tampa Bay, uh, mm-hmm. you know, jump-starting teasers for the week. This was this is a clear example of that last night. Uh, Ryder
4: Cup is going on right now. Yes, and uh, four four foursomes this morning, mm-hmm. and they really haven't been much in doubt to this point. Uh, with the Americans up in three of them uh, currently, Cantlay and Shoffley up three through twelve, Kepken Berger up two through fourteen, DJ Morikawa up two through fifteen, but it looks like Ramen Garcia. Mm-hmm. Two up on Thomas and Spieth, that, they that, just that, conceded. That's a
5: final yeah, th- three and one. Say.
4: Yeah, uh, Rahm and Sergio
5: one. win the opening match of the Ryder Cup.
4: Yeah, just as I was saying, two up through sixteen. I looked at the screen and saw right. them shaking hands. So there you go. Um, so that one's in the bank for Europe, but it looks like it's going to be a good morning for the United States. What was your what was your handle on the Ryder Cup uh, compared to? I won't even say a golf major, but let's compare it to. I don't know uh let's say the TPC right like a big tournament that's not a major technically what was the handle was it 50% of that was it 25% of that i would say
3: less skill, somewhere between 25 and 40 maybe because mm-hmm. again it's um not as many people you would think that especially because it's a a team event it's a you know us against the uh, euros euros uh, but i think also you know very respected uh, opinions. They took the price with Europe. You know, we used plus two thirty-five uh, to start. USA was uh, minus two dollars, and then uh, tie uh, at twelve to one. But so, I I don't. You know, it and it's again. It here's the thing. It's going up against football. Yeah. All weekend there's some football tonight. Why you know, does golf got, do that? That's I mean that's I, the main thing. Like I, why yeah. are they why do
4: they insist on this being up against I, football? I don't know, Gil. I mean put it in
3: August. I mean you have great crowds there right, right. Like, the, like the crowd that's there uh in uh, in Wisconsin is terrific but going up against football. Yeah, man. Friday, Saturday so through through the weekend. Yeah. Um that's it's a, that's where the the wagering is going to stay. Yeah, I yeah, don't even know. If, I don't
4: even know if I'll have an eye on this on Sunday. I don't have a wager on this, so for me, it's just going to be all football there. Yeah,
3: well, you see, you'll 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 glance at it. You say, "Well, what happened?" You know right. how to, you know. And if there's something maybe in in play or something, you yeah. know, you'll oh, get if they involved. Start, it, if but... they
4: start throwing punches,
3: Vinny, I'm all about it. Yeah, right. that's <laughs> when I'll be into it. That's when I'll be into it. Thank you, Vinny, as always. Always good to be appreciate. With you, Gil. It. I always Another enjoy good closing weekend. the week have with you. A, have a great week and hope to see some folks out at the Speedway.
4: Yes, have fun with that. We're gonna have a good time. Vinny Malila a little gambling seminar. Uh, for Jeff Parlay, for Jeff in the corner, for my hype, my hype girl Ann, downstairs. Appreciate it. Lombardi Light is next, right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betty Network.
6: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny
6: USA.